All right, everybody, welcome to Ending the Drought, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. This is season two, episode 15. I'm your host, Jake Krantz, alongside with Jeff Webster. What's going on, Jeff? Jake, how are you? Hey, I can't complain after this last week, man. No. You? Yeah, I'm good, man. A little snow. We didn't get as bad as a lot of people, so, you know, yeah, that, <laughs> feel yeah, for them. Yeah. We're, we're in good shape. We're good here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. It got a little sketchy there for, for, for a day, but. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's uh, getting warmer the next couple of days. Yeah. Sounds like the Bills getting better every day. Yeah. This weekend, the game is supposed to, I'm going to the game. So. That's right. It's showing like about 45 and a slight chance of rain, but. Right. We Mostly should, dry. We should I guess. be good. Yeah. No, it should be fantastic. It should be a really good game. Yeah, right? I can't I can't wait for this upcoming game. But yeah. what do you think about this last game against the Jets, man? What they needed to do. They needed to get back on track. They needed to uh feel a little better about themselves. You know what I mean? Yes. Get out of that mini slump they had, that couple of games where, you know, and whether it was the loss to the Titans, you know, that's that's a sucky loss, you know, cuz they know they had the win wrapped up, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like the uh, Arizona game. We talked about it. Just like Arizona, you know, you've you've done your due diligence, you've worked hard, you've earned where you are, and you're about to win the game. And you know, one one bad misstep, yeah, and you lose, and it's it hurts. So they stumbled with Miami. They took over in the second half. They were good, and then just came off flat against Jacksonville. Had no answer. So. They really needed to put the train back on the rails and, and get moving in the right direction, and they absolutely did that. Yeah, they, no doubt. They 100% did that, and it's it was a good game. I mean, they did a lot of things. Brian Dable did a lot of things that we actually discussed in the last podcast that we think they should have done, too. Right. You know, I it was crazy. I know personally I said, you know, if they're going to run the ball, get some sweeps in there, yep. uh, get the get the runs outside the tackles, Stretched the defense a little bit. They did that. Um, Rolled Josh Allen out of the pocket. So he gets out out in some space. He can see the field. They did that. Uh, The defense played freaking phenomenal, man. Yeah. Yeah, the one constant this year. I mean, really, minus early in the season, you know, the first week, um, defense was decent. They were were good. Not not great. But the the constant, um, you know, even against Tennessee, they gave up some points. But – Last year, the offense was the one we counted on week in and week out. And this year, it's the defense. And they've held up their end of the bargain even through this little mini slump thing that we had going on. So, um, yeah, our defense, man. I yeah, Every defense. week, you get more and more confident. Like, I, they I are, they're taking the ball away, uh, five takeaways against the Jets. I mean, come on. Yeah. Holy shit. Are you, you can't know, ask for any better. You really can't. No, you can't. I know. It, I know it's the Jets, but still, when you're taking the ball away five times, yeah, because anybody can hold on to a football. You know what I mean? Right. Like uh, takeaways are one of those things that you you definitely work for. Um, one that comes to mind is the uh, fumble Micah Hyde created. Oh yeah, created and recovered. You know he worked his ass off for that. That wasn't just something somebody handed to him. You know the nope. uh, that first interception. The uh, F.A. Obata hits his arm. It right. flutters in the air. And so, you know, the defense as a whole just played really, really well. Yeah. And I think that should have been a uh, live ball when Ed Oliver hit hit uh, I, Mike White. I agree. I agree. It just didn't look like his arm was going forward. Like, 
that explanation to me is weird. Well, the weird part is they called it a fumble. Yeah. If they had called it an incomplete pass, I could see them going, not enough evidence to overturn it. But I, I thought it might have went that way as a fumble also. Right. Because it was, it was that close. It was really, really close. It was t- too close where to, to me to overturn it. When That's they, what I agree with. When they yeah. have their on, you know, their on-air ref, you know, um, whoever the guy's name was this time, um, they're talking to oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, if you have any 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 part of the 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 arm that's showing that you have control and it shows even just a, you know, a millimeter of it going forward, like how do you – I don't care if you got replay or not. Like how do you define that? Yeah. I, you yeah. know, it just – it's and like close. I say, that that was that was literally split right down the middle. And because it had been called a fumble, I anticipated it would stay a fumble. Should have, yeah. But you know, I mean, sometimes the breaks go that way. You know, yeah. I, I guess what are you gonna do? But and I don't mean to complain about it because I well, mean no, we, no. we played no. great. But you know, Ed Oliver is really stepping his game up too. I mean, earlier in the season, you and I were both on the podcast, you know, basically saying. I don't know what's up with that Oliver, but he's got to show out. You right. Know, something's, you know, is he worth the ninth pick? Is is that Oliver, you know, as good as we thought he would be? And he's, right. he's starting to he's starting to finally show why we drafted him at number nine. Yeah, and I don't know if it's a comfort thing or whatever, just playing football. Because sometimes I know, especially as a rookie, everything's brand new and you're tight and you're not sure – you don't want to do too much, make the big mistake, you know. But maybe it's just comfort. Maybe it's just confidence, you I know, that so. kind of thing. Because it's starting to show up, and Harrison Phillips is playing better. Yeah. You know, he looked pretty good. Um, but back to what you were saying, one of the things we talked about previously and going back to the beginning of the season is we anticipated Gabe Davis being a bigger part of this offense. We did. You know, and it was nice to see him show up. I mean, really Finally. show up. Finally, man. You know, Isaiah McKenzie, the jet sweep. Yeah, again. <laughs> I, I, I heard um, it might have been the um, Extra Point um, show earlier today or something they were talking about. Literally, one of the most exciting Bills players with the ball in his hands is Isaiah McKenzie. I can't He's argue that. He's fast, and he can he can elude guys. He can he can make moves, man. He can yeah, and he can fly. Yeah. So well, it was fun to see him get involved again. It yeah. really was. When you get him on those jet sweeps and he he's hitting the line of scrimmage just like boom like that. Oh yeah. How, how do you defend that? I mean, yeah. he's so fast. He hits the line of scrimmage and the the play he scored on, I actually thought they gave it to Zach Moss. And yeah, Zach that was Moss could have walked it. Yeah. <laughs> that was really yeah. funny cuz it yeah. looked like Zach Moss probably would have walked well, it anyway. Well, that's what I'm like. I'm like But yeah, right. I'm with you. They they caught the cameraman sleeping a little bit. Yeah, uh, he followed Zach Moss initially. They did. That was a great play. And great they, play. They, the way they do it, where the t- and the timing's got to be flawless oh, yeah. on that. Because, oh yeah. Because if it's yeah, not, that it wasn't even work. a that wasn't even a pass. That was just a straight handoff. Yeah. And that was perfect. Perfect timing. Perfect. Yeah. The timing's got to be flawless, and it was funny because like Zach Moss like walked in the end zone. I was like, I was like, all right, that that felt like way too easy, and then they didn't do anything. And all of a sudden, I see Mackenzie running, <laughs> running for the yeah, running for the post. And yeah. I was like, "Wow, that that uh, I didn't, yeah, that I was didn't great." It you know, and it, it's exactly like you said. It's all these things that we've talked about: a little more diversity in the offense, running outside, um, pitches. We talked mm-hmm. about that, and in that one sweep you were talking about was a pitch. Yeah, and it's like, holy shit, man! Are they listening to the podcast? Maybe <laughs> now, or I mean, literally, a lot of the things we discussed and we felt needed to happen and um 
I don't know if the offensive line, if that helped them somewhat, but they definitely looked rock solid this week. Um, And maybe that's just the Jets' defense. Maybe that's just the difference between Jacksonville and the Jets. I don't know. But, yeah, they definitely looked solid. They they did a great job, man. They really did, top to bottom. It could be a combination of both. I mean, our offensive line with Spencer Brown in there, and I'm sure you saw the stats where our points per game is up when Spencer Brown's in. Oh, yeah. You know, our yards per game was up when Spencer Brown's in, rushing yards. Everything's up when Spencer Brown's in the lineup. Right. So I think it's a combination of having him back in, moving Daryl Williams back to, to guard because you don't want Cody Ford in there. He's yeah. just not looking good. But even Tasker said it, you know, on the show today or yesterday where these guys, the, the way they scheme that game is our offensive line seems so much more fit to run mm-hmm. to to run run plays outside the tackles to get to get moving uh you know in a, in a different direction and they just don't look good and tasker said it too they just don't look good and they're not built for just straight ahead blocks yeah you know? i agree i agree with that 100 percent. and i also think that i think dawson knox is probably a little bit underrated when it comes to his ability to block you know i think there's this the the drop off as far as a pass catcher is is obviously significant between him and Tommy Sweeney, and that's not a knock against Tommy Sweeney. It's just a, it may be at a, a athleticism level or whatever, but there's a drop off. You can yeah. see it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to blocking, too, man, I think Dawson Knox is really, really very good at pass blocking and run blocking. He I is. think, yeah, I think that's where he's going to probably make hay as a professional football player is that all-purpose tight end. He can catch the ball. He can block. He can block downfield. Right. Um, and once you get the ball in his hand, hands, he can make something happen. You know what I mean? Like, he, sure. he can run over guys. So Yeah, McDermott said that, you know, uh, on the press conference that um, Dawson Knox put in a lot of work, oh, a yeah, lot off-season. of off-season work to, to get better. And, and I think it's the second year in a row. I think kudos. he did a lot year yeah. before that, too. Kudos to him for for wanting to to put in the work to make himself better, and he 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 did, man. I mean, yeah, it's pretty obvious this year. It's, yeah, it's it's it's, it's not the. Uh, I mean, yeah, it might not be the Josh Allen kind of a upgrade from two to three, but man, he it's is a, he is really significantly better it's than a he good was. Upgrade. Yeah, I mean, it, he's blocking better. That's evident. Mm-hmm. The guy's a way much bigger weapon in the passing game than he was oh, last yeah, year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you go to Gabe Davis, and, you know, let's talk about him for a minute. I mean, he had three catches for 105 yards. Again. You I, know, jeez. Uh, well, I keep him in the game plan, man. Right. Yeah, I mean, again, we don't get to see the practices. We don't know what's going behind or what's going through their minds and what they should do. But um, just like – one of the things or several of the things we talked about last week we thought needed to happen did successfully, fortunately. Um, Gabe Davis definite and Isaiah McKenzie both. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring them both into the picture. Yeah. You know, it, after the first few series, you didn't see much of Cole Beasley anymore. So whether he re injured himself or whatever, I don't I don't think he had more than a couple three targets. Yeah. Uh Cole Beasley had two catches for 15 yards, and that was about it. Yeah, it was early. I think it was in the first quarter. Yeah. And then Emmanuel Sanders, too. I think he had a couple of plays early on, and then two, he kind of faded. Two for 27. Yeah. So so it ran through. The, the, the offense obviously ran through Diggs. He had eight catches for 162 yards. 
Do you have um, targets? How many targets did he have? Thirteen. Had, yeah, I was gonna say it had to be like a dozen targets. Yeah, because he was definitely targeted heavily. And mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll bring up one that I brought up last week. Let's throw the ball downfield. Exactly. Early on in the first quarter, and what did they do? They throw a long pass down the field to Stephon Diggs on the very first play from scrimmage, and they set a tone. Yeah, they set a message saying that we're not afraid to throw the ball down the field. That's a great point because you you got to be able to stretch the defense out when when they're playing too deep on you, but they're crowding the line of scrimmage or they want to blitz the crap out of you like teams have been doing to us. Right, you know, testing our offensive line. Um, Toss it down the field, man. Let them know that hey, yeah, you you want to you want to you want to press coverage. You you want to blitz. We're we're gonna toss it, man. I mean, if you think about it, even if you've got if you've got a too deep safety umbrella like they've been running against us, trying to keep everything in front of them, you send Diggs, Manuel Sanders, and Gabe Davis down the field. There's only two safeties. Exactly. Somebody's gonna be one on one with a cornerback. So. Um, that may be a way to help break that up. Beyond the fact, now you've got Dawson Knox available underneath, yeah, you know, or maybe uh, Singletary or Brito or Moss in a flat, or you know, you've got options then. You do, and maybe you can break that up a little bit, loosen up a defense. But you got to at least they, throw the ball down the field. Yeah, you got to, and they did. And um, you know, you mentioned Matt Brita's name, and he he helped make an impact in that game right he away. He did right away. Hard to believe he had eight snaps. And managed two touchdowns. I know, I know. I mean, that's awesome. Three three carries for twenty eight yards. That's nine point three average. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, reasonable. You, you can't complain about that. He did no. have that one bad fumble, um, but uh, I think I heard you say it earlier today when you were talking to someone. Um, you know, you got to give the guy a little slack. He hasn't really seen a lot of live action this year. Yeah, he so, has almost zero game time. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can't expect everything to be, uh, you know, hunky dory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I know. Perfect I know. Uh, when you don't get to play much, but I know. But yeah, it's not gonna. I don't think that's going to persuade them to go away from him. I, I think again, game plan specific. He may not start every game or play every game, but I think he's going to be more available now. I would think he's got to be after what they did this past week with the Jets, where they split carries between the three backs. It worked. I mean, oh yeah, they. Josh Allen had, I don't think Josh Allen had zero rushing yards this year. I think, or no, I'm sorry, he had three. He had two carries for three yards, which basically equates to nothing, right? So when you have when you have your three backs, uh, they gave it to him between Singletary, Breida, and Moss. It was. 17, 17 carries between the three of them. I would be thrilled if Josh Allen were the third or fourth leading rusher on this team. I, All the time. <laughs> I, that yeah, would be I mean, thrilled. That I would mean, be fine. Give him yards like when he needs to scramble, whatever. Right. But if you can if you can constantly get these three backs in the game plan yep. and, and, and run them 17 to 20 times a game like that, fucking perfect. Right, like, right. That's perfect because that's a good balance. I mean, Josh threw it 28 times, and these guys ran it 17 times. Yeah, that's a great I, balance. I, I I kind of wonder sometimes, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, and I don't think we ever will. It seems like they're almost afraid to do too much in a single game. Like there were no designed runs for Josh Allen this time. Right. And it really seemed like there were times, especially in the red zone, that that would have been pretty appropriate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if they're afraid, um, especially when you got like Matt Breida coming in for Hasn't played much. Mm-hmm. Um, Dawson Knox coming back from an injury. You know, um, Spencer Brown being back for the first time after an injury. Uh, if they're just afraid to throw too many plays in there, 
Um, but I, I thought, and I'm glad that Josh Allen didn't have to run a bunch because he didn't. He literally did not. Yeah. But there were a couple of times where in my brain I'm going, this would be a nice spot for, you know, Josh to go maybe run to the right behind a couple, three blockers and see what happens. He did have that one nice run for a first down and it got called back. Yeah. On, yeah. Uh, that was bad. On uh, what's his name for holding. So our left tackle there. So uh, Deion. Deion Dawkins. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that that was like ah, come on. That was a nice game too. But yeah, if there's if there's a game like this or, or a majority of the season where Josh just doesn't have to run, yeah, I mean, and our backs can can make I, it yeah, work. Yeah, and by team. no means am I complaining. It, it was yeah. just what happened in my brain as I'm watching this game. Going, that would be an appropriate place, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we we nitpicked a little bit early on uh, some play calls, um, but ultimately. Yeah, I got no complaints. It was fine. They called a good game defensively. I, yeah, defensively. Again, it's the Jets. But, you know, Mike White, the previous week, his first start, they were talking about never have Zach Wilson never seen a field again. I mean, he yeah, played so well after one whole game. Right. But, uh, yeah, the Bills just pretty much put a put an end to that scenario. That's yeah. They did. Let's talk about the defensive side of the ball for for a few minutes here. Yeah, I mean, that was fun. When when you got uh, five five guys on your defensive backfield that can take the ball away like that, and by the way, that was the first time that we've had uh, all five of our defensive starting backfield come up with a takeaway in a game since like nineteen sixty two or something like yeah, that. Yeah, a it's, long time ago. It's a long. Yeah, long I remember time hearing ago. that. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, what, what can you say? They're they're ball hawks. I mean, a and uh, these are these are all veteran guys. I mean, it's it's cool that we are so fortunate to be where we are to have uh, a Tre'Davious White. Uh, you brought up a stat earlier, just blew me away as far as like uh, passer rating against or whatever. Oh yeah, so he's got a zero point zero passer rating against him, zero catches. In the last nine games. Yeah. I mean, everybody measures everything by interceptions. Yeah. Well, now he has one, so that's awesome. But no catches, though. I mean, that's crazy. Man, that blew me away. I, I, yeah. yeah. A 0.0. And if it's two games or three games, you go, man, that's pretty That's pretty exciting. That's freaking nine games. That's Yeah, going back to last year, yep. That's insane. Yeah. I know, I know. That's a that's a great stat. I mean, that's that is that's all you could ever. That's more than you could ever hope to get out of a cornerback. I know. And then you go over. Le- Levi had an awesome pick, and again, he, he did. He continues anticipation. To be, yeah, he continues to be a guy that you know people underappreciate. I think. I think so. And so, Sean McDermott has said it before. He's just like a rock solid guy, man. He's the guy who just every day goes out and does his job. And for a lot of fans that talked about upgrading at that position. You know, he's kind of said, why? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, maybe he's not Tredavious White, but he is rock solid day in, day out. He works hard, does his job, doesn't get burned very rarely. Yeah. Uh, just a solid, solid addition in the you know defensive backfield. Yeah. Taron I mean, Johnson, you know, again. Taron Johnson's, uh, yeah. The, he didn't get it. He didn't run it back for a touchdown this time, but. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> he's, kind of, he's kind of become known for that. Yeah, he's 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 another ball hawk. I mean, a guy that's always in the right place at the right time. Uh, I mean, you can't really say anything 
bad about the guy. He's he's a sure tackler. He takes on some of the the best slot receivers in the game. Yep. Um, every week. Jeez, I, I mean, you're talking about your your stu- your two starting corners and then your starting slot guys. Jeez, man. I mean, how right. much better can you ask for? And yeah. Then, and then you go to your safeties. Like, jeez. Yeah, and you got the best safety tandem in the NFL, bar oh, none. I it, don't even it, think it's close. It honestly. just doesn't seem like it, it can be close now. No. It no. really doesn't. They're they're getting better. I didn't think they could really get better, better. Yeah. But it really does feel like they are actually better than they were last year. It seems like it, man. I mean, the takeaways, especially the takeaways. The, the uh, that, that these guys can tackle. Well, that I mean, fumble, Micah Hyde. Yeah, I know. You know, he said himself, man. You secure the tackle, and then you get the ball. Right. So that's his mindset every time he hits a player or goes in for a tackle or joins a tackle. In his mind. Get the ball. Yeah. Stop the guy, but get the ball. And yeah. it showed up, and he did. And he recovered it himself. Yep. want to make sure we got it. So Yeah, these guys are like all pros of all pros, man. I mean, not only are they ball hawks, they can intercept the ball. These guys hit you, and you feel it. I mean, did you see that hit against uh, Crowder on the sidelines? Oh, yeah. Boyer just You could hear them. that for miles, yeah. man. It was like smack. But these and that guys was a fantastic you? catch, by the way. It was. They did rule it out of bounds and then it was a catch right but if you look man that was fantastic but he took a licking he did man but i mean these guys will not only will they intercept the ball they'll come up and run support right in the line of scrimmage and and they'll be right there for run support they will hit you as hard as any linebacker in the league oh yeah. i mean these these guys are they're good man they're yeah, real really good. good and we talked about um star going on the covid yep. exemption list um, Trey Edmonds not being able to play. Right, it's the center of our defense. What kind of a, what kind of an impact is that going to have? Even against a team like the Jets, man, um, that Carter, the running back, is is a good running back. You know, he he, he does real well. That's not the greatest offensive line in the world. He's running behind, and he did he did pretty well. But um, I didn't see a drop off at all, man. AJ Klein came in, and I I personally yeah. would probably give him a game ball. I mean, I, I thought he had that kind of a game. He was all I, over I the really field. I really do. I did Between see, him and Milano, they're everywhere. Yeah. It's tough to give him – he should have got a game ball if if our, our, back, our, our cornerbacks <laughs> didn't, have didn't have – Five turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. If those guys yeah. didn't play so good. But, yeah. I, I mean, agree. You're 100% right. A.J. Klein was all over the field, in the backfield, making tackles he for a loss. He had at least two tackles for a loss, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. He, he, was, he was great. I mean, he – he had six solo tackles for the game. Um, he had a pass defense. He uh, had a couple assists. I mean, yeah, he, he was just all over the field. I mean, he had know, a really good. How game. much? How much more can he ask for in a in a, a backup, you know, linebacker? Yeah, like and oh, so, I I told you that during the interview with Matt Breida, one of the things that impressed me was he talked about the fact that, you know, um, people wonder how hard it is to just sit there and watch your team play and you not being a part of it. And he said, "In this team, it's easy. It's easy because nobody cares about stats. Nobody cares about uh, notoriety or any of that shit. There's one goal, and that's to win. So when his opportunity comes, he felt great scoring a couple of touchdowns, helping this team secure a win. And if it means going, sitting back down and waiting another few games before he gets another shot, that's that's his role. He knows what he's here for. Yeah. And if he gets a chance to help this team win again, he'll do the exact same thing the exact same way. Work hard, prep, you know, get ready to play. And when it's his turn, his number gets called, he's going to play. And 
I just love it when we're forced into these positions where we have these guys, um, you know, Zimmer going on IR. So, you know, hey, A.J. Klein, I know you don't get to play a ton, but we're going to need you and we're gonna, you're going to have to play a part, uh, an important part of this defense. Yeah, I'm here. I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah, that speaks volumes to not only these these players, uh, but the coaching, uh, the way our coaches can can get these guys prepped for games. Yep. I mean, just the preparation that these players put in, knowing that you know they're probably not going to play for a game, or you know they may not see the field much or anything like that. But you, that really shows that these guys just prep hard and they study. They 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 go to the film room. It's on the practice field. And it really just shows, you know, from McDermott, of his standpoint, when you got guys like, you know, Brita coming in, and this is his first year with the team, and he's saying saying stuff like that, that really shows how McDermott has these guys all together, you know, knowing that they're a team, that it's it's all family, and they're they're all in it, you know, together. It's, it's, you know, it's not like when you go over to, like, um, you know, L.A., the Rams, and you're piecing all these guys in, and they get they get smoked yesterday yesterday by the Niners. Yeah, man, that was that was that had to be humiliating. And I know, yeah, it's just when you OBJ try to put a super had team limited together. plays. Robert Woods is gone, right, uh, to injury, and um, you know even uh, Von Miller didn't get a chance to play a ton. Um, and now they get a buy, so I think they will be better in the long run. But yeah, they they have the pieces. They should have played way better. Way better. San Francisco made them look absolutely silly. 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 And it just comes to show that you 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 can have all the, the damn talent in the world on one team, but if you're not a team, if you're not together, it doesn't matter. It Matt doesn't Stafford, matter. man. Matt Stafford is a quarterback I I admired for a long time. I think he's a he's a really good quarterback. And there was a play. I can't remember if it was third or fourth down. It was towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And he's running to the left, and uh, it's where he took that penalty. He, he ran past the line of scrimmage and threw the ball yeah, out of bounds. I mean, he didn't throw it to anybody, but, again, it's a loss of down. It's a penalty. And there was, like, almost nobody between him and the goal line. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Josh Allen would have been licking his lips going, this is, <laughs> is going to be easy. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. This, this is going to be a walk-in. Right. And, and he – not only runs beyond the line of scrimmage, but then throws the ball. Uh, he could have run out of bounds. I mean, there's a million options there. Well, maybe not a million, but there's yeah. he has other I you know other things that would have worked out way better. But oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's just how shook this team was. There was they had no answer for anything. I mean, it, it was very similar to that whole Jacksonville debacle, the Bills space. Yeah, we just didn't have an answer, and they didn't either. No, you know, no, no and that's. That's the difference between a, a team like like Buffalo and the Rams, for instance. The Rams are a team that you know McVeigh and their GM are grabbing guys from here and there and grabbing all this talent and piecing them in together and expecting them to to be elite because of their talent level. With the Bills, McDermott brings all these guys in. He drafts them. He brings these barely named free agents in, like you know, Poyd and or. Poyd. Poyd. It's a, it's a Poyd. <laughs> Poyer and Hyde. If they were one person, it would be <laughs> Poyd. Poyd, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and, po- and Poyer and Hyde. And, you know, like, we drafted Josh Allen, Tremaine Edmonds. Um, you know, we, we built we built this from the right. ground up. And right. these guys, you know, all coming up together. It, right. it, it just shows a difference. Yeah, and it's the difference of if, you know, if you want to use an analogy of building a house, you don't buy 
a few pieces of the most expensive siding and throw it on the side of the wall, you know, with all the stuff that matches and ha- and think it's going to look good. You know yeah, what I mean? I know, and right. that's kind of what they're doing. They're like, it takes a while for for players to acclimate to a team to learn the playbook to adjust to the environment, like just adjust to you know their teammates, right? You know, look at Emmanuel Sanders comes in and he's like, you know, this team works freaking hard, man. They practice hard, they work hard, but I've never had this much fun before either. Right? They're they want to have fun. It's still a game. Mm-hmm. They want to play, but they know in order to really enjoy themselves, they're gonna have to week in week out bust their asses. To have a good time. Right. And they're all in. They're fine with it. He's fine with it. Oh, he loves it, man. And the thing that I like about this team, too, is, like, these guys aren't above one another, you know? Right. Like, Josh Allen isn't a guy that, you know, showcases himself above the team. Stefan Diggs didn't come in and showcase himself above the team. Right. You know, these guys aren't coming in for the limelight in in Buffalo. Like, it's, you know, they know they, they, like McDermott said, you, you come with your your hard hat and your, your lunch pail every day and go to work. Yep. And that's the type of guys he brought in, and that's the type of guys Well, we look had. at Josh Allen, right? I mean, guys dropped passes. There was there was some issues all the way around. Sure. Offense and defense against Jacksonville, although the defense was way better. But when they asked Josh Allen, he said, I played like shit. I played like shit. Yeah, he knew you it. You know? Yeah, but he really – he still had 260-some yards. He still – his completion percentage was decent. You know, he had a couple of bad interceptions or whatever, but, but yeah, he didn't start pointing fingers, going, "This guy ran the wrong route," or you know, I mean, there's never any of that. No, he puts there's it on none himself. of that. And yeah, he, he doesn't give a shit about his own stats. No, he just knows he, he if he just played bad, he played bad. He, he the guy could throw for four touchdowns and lose a game, and he'll 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 point at himself and go, "I got to be better than that." Yeah, I got to you know? do better. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I I totally uh, think that after this game. You know, this hopefully puts just on, on the right track, you know, heading forward. I agree. I agree. I think I it's think, a big boost. I think so, too. I really do. I think it was just what the doctor ordered, man. You it know, and, and we've talked about it before, and I, I think Sean McDermott's talked about it before, too, that uh, or even Emmanuel Sanders this past week said, you know, you can lose or you can learn, you yeah. know, after Jacksonville. You can lose or you can learn. So I think they did. I think they learned. I think they learned that, you know, Every game is is a, a win is a blessing, man, and you got to go. You got to go earn it. You got to go get it. You got to. It's not coming to you. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Absolutely. And speaking of that, going into uh, week eleven, we have the Colts at home. Finally, we get back to home. Yeah, man. It, it feels like it's been a while since we've been been. It really at, at does. Home. Between buys and uh, road trips, right? Yeah. Was it like four out? Of, was it four out of the last five games been on a road or something like that? Yeah. We had Tennessee, Kansas City. Jacksonville, yeah, I think it's like four out of the last five games have been on the road. So, yep, yeah, it's been it's been a while. And then we so. had a buy in there too. Yes. So one yes. one home game in six weeks, basically, is what it boils down to. And you talked about the last time you went to a to a game, and that was a long damn time ago. Yeah, it was Houston, uh, November whatever first or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, and by the way, again, I I'm, I know I mentioned or no it. October third or something like. Yeah, it's yeah. a long yeah. time ago, it was, man. It was it was a ways back. It, but I know I mentioned it in the podcast, um, you know, the that week. But that game was miserable, dude. It was like literally, <laughs> it was like literally, I was sitting under a a shower head for like two hours straight. Yeah, yeah. Because it was the weirdest weather. I'll I'll say it again. It was warm out, but it rained with no wind, dude. 
for two hours just right. straight pouring. Just a straight, yeah. Was yeah. Like, oh. oh, God. That 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 was horrible. I just I did not like that. <laughs> so you weren't alone. No, hey, you and a whole lot of people no. did not have fun. No, it was not fun. But other than they just kicked their ass. But yes, yes. But, but yeah. So heading into week eleven, we're seven point favorites at home against the Colts. Uh, again, we got Frank Wright coming back to yeah, man, the Ralph, aka yeah. the you know Rich Stadium, <laughs> aka, AKA Hallmark or Highmark. Hallmark <laughs> Hallmark Card <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> That's a good one. We could call it. Let's call it Hallmark from now I, on. I prefer that. I think. Yeah, Highmark <laughs> just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why. <laughs> no doubt. So, what, what's your thoughts on this game? What are you thinking? Um, well, I think statistically the Bills have a, a definitive advantage. I think they are better uh, offensively for sure. Mm-hmm. But excuse me. But I think defensively, um, to a certain extent, right. They they've got a bit of an advantage there. Um, I, I looked up like Indianapolis, um, in the teams they've beat those their records eleven and thirty four, and I think the Bills um, they're not way far ahead of that. I think they their teams they beat have been like seventeen wins something like that. Right. Um, but yeah, they've yet to beat a team with a winning record. So the Bills have Kansas City. So it's not that far off, you know. Sure, sure yeah. Uh, turnovers, it's crazy, man. The the Bills have twenty four takeaways. The Colts have twenty one. So they they really? can take the ball away too. Well, you yeah. know, we're facing um, we're facing a team, you know, like uh, pretty similar, mm-hmm. you know, from from what, what we did in the playoffs last year. They didn't they didn't lose a lot. I mean, they lost Philip Rivers. They still have, you know, the same defense basically. Yeah, I think they thought they would be better though. With uh, Carson Wentz, I, I really think they yeah. thought the team would be improved, and I, I think their that. running game has improved. Uh, Taylor's really, yeah, he's turned it up a notch, man. He's almost a thousand yards already. Yeah, when you got a guy that's what is he six six one two <laughs> two thirty five, and he can outrun anybody on the field. Yeah, that's a scary combination. Plus, you know, the the kind of question I was going to ask you going into this game is their their game plan. I'm assuming is going to be very you know very similar to Tennessee. Where they mm-hmm. just want they want to pound the rock against us. I but, would think so. But the main difference that they have next to Tennessee is their offensive line is 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 good. Uh, they're big and they're nasty. So right. do the Bills can they come into this game and play a, a physical style of football on both sides of the ball, especially right. on defense, to stop this run game and to you know really set the tone. You know, for our offense to score, and 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 is our defense going to play like they should play? I I hate to say it, but uh, part of that is going to be Tremaine Edmonds and Starla Tulele mm-hmm. again. Yeah, you know, because those are the big bodies up the middle that are going to. That's where Taylor loves to run, man. He's a north south guy. You're not going to see him running outside the tackles a bunch. Right. He'll come right at you, and he'll run right over you, just like Derrick Henry, man. He's, for sure. So. That's going to be big, you know. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, they'll be back and we'll have our full contingent of defenders to to play. Um, if not, yeah, they might have to scheme for that. Maybe again, some run blitzes or yeah. something like that to try to get some, you know, congestion in the center of that line. Um, yep, they're going to have to really bring a physical game. I mean, it's the 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 thing is is when you pounding the rock against the team. No matter who it is, Tennessee did it to us. But that play action, 
really starts starts yep. you know i mean you want to cheat the line you yep. want to cheat the line and then, yep. then next thing you know the ball's over your head you know so yeah i know yeah i mean again thank god we have the defenders we do i'll, I'll tell you one big difference in our defenses is the uh the bills have allowed they've given up six passing touchdowns i think it is where the Colts are like 23 passing touchdowns. Okay. So they are beatable in the air. Um, right, right. And, and I think I think we can maybe take advantage of that and uh, work on, if nothing else, outscoring them. If we can't stop Taylor, maybe slow him down enough where we can, you know, get some three and outs and, and get off the field and give Josh Allen a chance to air it out. Yeah. I, I think we can beat him through the air. I really do. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think if we can bring the same type of game plan that we brought against the Jets to this game, mm-hmm. you know, we'll mix in the run in the past, but but we got to be creative with it, too. I mean, right. we, we can't just expect to to run the ball between the tackles against this defensive line. They have, you know, some some big boys up front and Rucker and, you know, they have, you know, some oh, some, yeah. some good linebackers. Their, their defensive backfield is still solid. Um, so we just got to mix it up, you know, keep them on their heels. I, I think if we can – you know, get Brita involved again. We'll get some speed involved outside the tackles. Yep. Uh, again, get misdirections. Misdirections. Get uh, I'm uh, Isaiah McKenzie in, involved where we get some some you know end arounds. You know, just just get, keep them on their heels. If we can get Josh Allen out of the pocket a little bit, rolling around, finding guys, um, Gabe Davis, you know, in the offense again. It's I think it's it could be a fairly good day for us. We just we have to keep them off balance. Right. Right. You know? Yeah, and, and you know, Gabe Davis along with Dawson Knox, they give you some size, man. You know what I yeah. mean? They do give Josh a decent target. They've got a, a good catch radius. Um so yeah, I again they might have to they might have to at times yeah, kind of dink or dunk it down the field a little bit, but I think that big pass could be there, the big play. I, I think they have a shot. Yeah. You know? I think I mean, so. I mean we'll too. see what Indy does, but I think, you know, and they have one of the bigger corners in the league in Xavier Rhodes, too. Right. So I assume that he's going to come up and he's going to press cover digs. Yep. He's going to try to jam at the line of scrimmage, knock him off his route. Um, and then they're going to probably keep a safety over the top of him, you know, and really right. try to take digs away. You know, I mean, why wouldn't you for, for a defense, you know, coming into this game? You have to key on, on two guys in this game as the Colts defense. You have to key on trying to take take Josh Allen's running lanes away because yep. you know he can beat you on his with his feet if if you're if you're gonna try to blitz him or get to him you got to get kind of a, a guy like if it were me I would I would keep a guy you know maybe spying on Josh Allen take away his running lanes and then Stefan Diggs you want to take away Stefan Diggs as a Colts defense because I think so he's he's when you get him going he's he's almost unstoppable so I mean it, just like for the Bills Jonathan Taylor's the guy. Yeah. Right. I mean, they got um, Pittman. It's pretty good. Ty mm-hmm. Hilton when he's healthy. Yep. Beyond that, it, it's not like a you know who's who of a Hall of Famers. So sure. But Taylor's where they they uh, you know they really like to go, and that's the guy you're going to have to keep an eye on. Right. You right. know. So any yeah. particular way you would look at attacking this this offense? I mean, is is Cars? I didn't really look deep into the stats as far as I don't you know, think Carson he's been wins. great. I really don't. I mean, they've only turned the ball over 10 times as an offense. Okay. So they are pretty decent at protecting the ball, too. But I don't think 
again, statistically, as far as through the air, he's been spectacular. Now, do we pressure him? You think? I mean, are we gonna are we gonna try to blitz him? Because he's not the type of quarterback that's that's really gonna. I mean, he he can he can move. Right, like he can run, but he's, right. he's not the type of quarterback that you don't want not want to blitz. You know, what I, I, mean? I would like to see that. I mean, I would like to see again, very similar to the one sack on Josh Allen, where they bring a cornerback or safety, whatever. Um, you know, some of those late rushes, uh, because again, you're right, he is not crazy mobile. Right. He's not. Um, but I would expect the Bills are going to try to get pressure with four guys. You know what I mean? I mean that's one way when you're t- you're playing against a team that's that has a decent play action um, is to keep at least one more guy that that nickel or dime package. Sure. Pretty much almost all the time. Not all the time, but quite often. Yeah, yeah, and we don't want to get torched by the run. I, I I totally understand that. But if we can if we can bottle up the run early and and make right. make them have to go into shotgun and try to throw the ball exactly. to keep up with us, then then it's going to become an offset game because it, that yeah. that that's not their game. And, and the way I would try to attack them as a defense is obviously to, to stack the box and, and force them to throw it on us. Right. You know, and then, right. I mean, because the thing is, is it, one-on-one, you got to trust Trey White to cover their number one wide receiver. Yeah, one-on-one. which I is mean, Pittman. Yeah. I'm sure. It's That's got, who yeah. he's gonna get, you know. And then, and then, and then you go to the other side of the ball. Levi, you also can trust him to cover whether it's gonna be Ty or Pascal. Yep. You know. And then you got, you know, um, our, our two safeties that are gonna be good in run support, so you can bring them up in the box. I think you're gonna see so, them. Yeah, I think you're gonna see the linebackers playing tight to the line, and I don't think Poyer and Hyde are gonna be far behind. I, I think that that's one of the ways you could maybe slow down that that run is, like you said, stack the box. Um, if Tremaine Edmonds is in there, he's very good at that. I mean, he's really very good at that. Yeah. If he's not, I trust A.J. Klein to fill in not perfectly, maybe not as good, but not much of a drop-off either. Yeah, know? I don't feel... And we get up by a couple of scores, and it's exactly what you talked about. That's where we got to be. Yeah, yeah, we get him out of that, that run-first mode, and... That's the issue with today's NFL and teams that want to run the ball a lot. Tennessee has seen it even with Derrick Henry. Right. You know, in games they've played that if you get down a couple of scores, they're taking you out of your comfort zone. And that's would be nice if the Bills can do that. If we can get ahead a couple scores, maybe, you know, even 17 points, something like that. Um, yeah. Get them a little more desperate than than you know, where they feel comfortable. Yeah, agreed. And and the one thing that, um, you know, that makes me a little bit nervous is obviously the run game, you know, just because we, we, we're we solid on, on run defense. We've been solid for the most part all year long. You know, we, we struggled against Tennessee. But, you know, there's been there's been a lot of games in the years past with our Sean McDermott defense that we've gotten torched on the ground. Yeah. Um, one game that comes to mind is at home against the Saints when they had Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara just smoke yeah. us for over what 250 yards on the ground or something like that. Yeah. So so it's just I Kansas hope- City when we gave up the run to stop the pass which we didn't do. Exactly. Yeah, we've been we've been beat up pretty hard sometimes on the ground. Yeah, now the difference between, you know, the Colts in in that game plan and the Chiefs is Mahomes you know he's going to throw all over, you know. Right. He, he's that type of quarterback with Carson Wentz I'm not really nervous that the guy. No. If we take if if we stack the box, I'm not nervous that they're going to just start throwing the ball over the field on us. Yeah, no, it's no just way. not their game. 
Right. So, and I don't think they have the horses to do it. No, I don't think so. No pun, no pun intended. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I agree 100. percent And um, I think, I think the way the defense is playing, the swarming defense, this gang tackling, you know, especially when it comes to big backs. I mean, historically, this, um, you know, this year, uh, Derrick Henry did okay. You know, yeah. against the Bills, but we we've held him down before. We have yeah. through a lot of that, through gang tackling, stacking the box, forcing the pass. Um, so I'm confident. I'm confident we can win this game. I, I don't think it's going to be, you know, uh, a Houston or a, you know Miami type score or even a Jets type score. I think I I, I think it'll be closer than that. But I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be super close. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, th- th- just a couple of factors, again, that we really have to go into this game with is if we can stop the run, also we just can't beat ourselves with penalties. I don't got know. It. I have no clue who the crew is going to be against, you know, our uh, ref in this game. But <laughs> Well, we, I talked about it. Hopefully the better the opponent, the better the officiating crew is too. So yeah. we'll see. But, but we'll be at home, so hopefully, yeah. hopefully the calls don't go against us like crazy. Uh, last game. Against the Jets, we were fairly clean for the most part. Yeah, it wasn't horrible. Yeah, but we just gotta we gotta go in with a clear head, um, no dumb penalties, no, you know, um, personal fouls, any 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 crap like that. You know, I did catch so, that in the Jets game. There were a couple of times where guys that want to be physical but weren't the first guy in for the tackle were were backing off or or right. or not slamming the pile, kind of a deal. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. It did seem like they were more cognizant of the fact that be aggressive, but appropriately so. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think they learned. That's know? a good way to move forward with this team: be aggressive, but just just watch watch kind of what you're doing. You know, just you got to be smart of how you're playing out there as well. But yeah, um, yeah, I agree with you as far as the score goes. I don't I don't think we're gonna be you know blowing them out like you know forty forty two to fourteen <laughs> or anything like that. But um, if if you're gonna ask me, I, I know Vegas has given us seven. Um, at home on this game, I I, I still think we're going to score points on this defense. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with twenty twenty seven thirteen uh, Buffalo in this game. Nice. Yeah, I like that. I I again the part that kind of I get a little bit excited about is um, they are giving up twenty three points a game. But it's those twenty-three passing touchdowns, right? That just gets me excited. Like that's that's a lot. You know, what I mean, that's it a is. lot. So I'm thinking Josh Allen should be able to take advantage. I'm going to go something like a thirty-four, seventeen. Okay. You're giving them some some points, huh? Like well, it. only four more than you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, but. Yeah, I, I again, I, I like Frank Reich. Uh, Jonathan Taylor can wear you down. You know, seven of those yeah. points are kind of like Jets points. They're going to come late in the game, probably after, to a certain extent, it's out of hand. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, it's hard on a defense, man. When you get a big body like that that's hitting, you know, slamming in the line over and over and over again. And, yeah, if they stick with it, I, I, I think the Bills will get far enough ahead where they'll have to get away from it, and that'll probably help our defense a little bit. Yeah. Um, because I think we can take the ball away from them. I think we can. 
Yeah. You know? If we can get in, if we can get in the end zone and score early, get them down, you know, ten nothing, kind of mm-hmm. like we did against the Jets. That that I mean, that's got to change your game plan somewhat a little bit, right? Oh yeah. Wasn't it like seventeen three at halftime? Yes. I think immediately coming out of the half, didn't I? Maybe we got the ball. We first. got the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that type of a scenario, if something like that plays out again, yeah, that definitely is going to force their hand a little bit, you know. Because you, it, you, even though you go, oh, we still got thirty minutes left in the game. Every series, every, every um, opportunity becomes that much more critical. And then when it doesn't work out, I mean, I saw that with the Rams game. I don't know if you caught that, but it seemed like as the game went further and further along, and they got further and further behind, they became more and more desperate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they just put more and more pressure on themselves and made more and more mistakes and. You know, and that's kind of like the Jets, you right. know, Mike White. He's a, not a rookie, but he's a young enough guy. hasn't had a lot of NFL experience that each and every one of those turnovers makes him more likely to turn the ball over again. Yeah. Now, Carson Wentz, too. We can't forget Carson Wentz is known for making stupid mistakes yes. with football in his hand. He he has issues. So, I mean, and we're the type of defense that makes quarterbacks make stupid mistakes with the football in his hands. <laughs> it's true. You know? It's true. I like it. So, I mean, that's yeah. that's something that, as Bills fans, we can't forget is, you know, we're the number one defense in the league for a reason. Yep. You know, we take the ball away f- from the opposing team more than any other team in the NFL for the, for a reason. Right. So, um, even though th- that we can be a little nervous about, you know, Jonathan Taylor and their offensive line in the run game, you know, they evenly got to be scared of what our defense can do as far as taking the ball away. So oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I, again, our defense is, is the, the part of the team that's playing the best. And I have all kinds of confidence in them being able to slow down, if not stop Jonathan Taylor. Our offense is good enough where I think they're going to be able to put up 30 points. So, yeah. you know, those two things in combination are why. I'm predicting scores like this and why you're predicting scores like that. I think our offense is going to be able to work over and around their defense, and I think our defense is going to be able to come up with a way to slow them way down. So here's hoping. Yeah. Anything else, Jeff? That's it, man. I'm I'm good. All right, guys. We really appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. Again, you can find us on anchor.fm forward slash and in the drought. Uh, You can find us on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcast. Check us out on Twitter. Uh, Check us out on Facebook, Instagram. And um, just going to end it with where else would you rather be than right here, right now. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.